Now, when it comes to soul ties and relationship cords, they are also actually living cords that are not visible in this realm, but actually do exist. Today, Strikers, let's uh, take a look and see what we can learn about soul ties. Welcome. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time and repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. All right. So a little brushing here. Uh, we have the L.A. Dream Center mission trip coming up. Uh, Scott is uh, going to go. He will be going. And there's a link to, su- to support him in uh, the show notes. So for those of you who are able to help out, uh, and we'll be, Scott will be sending um, daily updates of the outreach for any donations over $200. Uh, there will be a Zoom call that comes with that, and uh, that way, you know, Scott can tell you what's going on, what he's encountered, uh, any ways that you might be able to support uh, with prayer or, um, you know, just talking things out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, trip. Uh, it's the first mission trip I'll ever be on. Uh, I'm awesome. looking forward to connecting with people that are helping me uh, get there. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the, some creativity on what we can do. Uh, at the end of the evening when we're reporting to our uh, our sponsors, I guess I'm going to call them. Yeah. Yeah. And then real quick, I wanted to just put a little questionnaire out to the listeners. For you strikers that are out there listening, we'd like to know, I'd like to know, uh, one, how did you hear about us? And, you know, just email us, let us know how did you hear about us, and also if there's any topics that you would like to hear us cover. I think that'd be great to know. Yes, I agree. Oh, and then you can also email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. Right on, right on, <laughs> right on. So, uh, Alan, today um, we have a guest on that, uh, again, you know, I guess it's a circle you hang around with, but yeah. he, he is definitely one that always has a smile, always, always. wanting to help. Yes. You know, knows... Like there's there's a, a a little bit of knowledge there that we're going to tap in today. Uh, there it was intentional uh, from the first time that I heard him speak on this topic of soul ties. I knew that uh, I was going to take that home and speak to my kids about soul ties. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the way that he exp- he he explained this one aspect, as I understand now, after having a conversation this week. There's, there's an aspect of the soul ties that I thought it was just one little corner of the world, or I thought it was all one thing, but it's actually right. just one corner of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that said, Scott Armadaris, welcome to the show, sir. Welcome. Well, hey, good. Uh, it's good to be here, guys. Really, it's, uh, it's exciting. I've, I've uh, been listening to the show, and uh, uh, I'm excited for you. It's, uh, it's, it's an honor to be a guest with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been... It's been an exciting uh, 
13 weeks. I can't believe it's been 13 I know, weeks. I it's so long, so fast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this will be week 13. Uh, I'm excited that the amount of listens that we have our strikers giving us, uh, we're about to hit 1,000 strikers in the first season, or first 1,000 listeners in the first season. And I don't know, I didn't expect that to happen. You know, it was uh, maybe 25 listens, I was thinking, that we would get a show. But uh, I appreciate every single last one of y'all that are listening uh it is encouraging me and then what we're taking this podcast i'm gonna individually eventually do is some amazing things Mm -hmm. outreach is something that uh, is important to us and uh, making a difference in the world not just not just getting to talk about it but actually get to do something about it so and also like all of our uh guests that we've had on to speak every single one of them is has has uh, alluded to the fact like oh i'm gonna let you guys down like no 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 you guys have done an amazing job every single one of the guests we've had we want to thank you you guys have done an amazing job with with the knowledge and um just the word that you bring it's been really eye-opening well with a thousand listeners uh in the first season um there's a lot of content that's out there Mm-hmm. And uh, and people people have choices, so uh, you know it's credit to you to be able to have content that people want to tune into, mm-hmm. and uh, I would say it's because it's consumable. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, you, you don't have to you, you leave and you've got something that you can go ahead and use, yep. and and I think that's what really makes the key. Uh, and listening to the uh, to the episodes that I've listened to, it's always been consumable. I've always come away with a nugget, and. Uh, 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 some of the uh, some of the guests I didn't know, some of the guests I knew well, some of the mm-hmm. guests I kind of knew, uh, but I always left knowing a little bit something more, and and I, and I think that's what's important uh, for for the listeners. That's what that's what excites them. So yeah. I, I hope that encourages you, and uh, I'm looking forward to another 13 weeks, and another 13 weeks, and another 13 weeks for you guys. Thank Me you. too. Yeah, we'll keep it going. Core value led show is important to us. Uh, I wouldn't be here because of a couple of things. One, I'm going to say it right now. Alan, I wouldn't be here with this without him uh, introducing podcasting to my life. Um, the church where we go, you'll see uh, core core value based church. So that was a big thing. Uh, to tell us a little bit about yourself, Scott. What what are your top three core values, or the biggest one that uh, speaks to you the most? Yeah, um, uh, you know, our family has a set of core values, and um, you don't realize how important core values are until you start to develop them and you really start to think through it. Uh, for the Armendariz family, uh, it is really honor, generosity, and servanthood. Those are the three gears that really turn the Armendariz family and make us who we are. Um, and uh, it's very strategic and specific for that order uh, because once you start to honor, there is this sense of generosity that comes in. And, and from that generosity, uh, uh, mon- when generosity is thought of, it's always thought of as money, yeah, most often. Right. Most often it's thought of yeah. as money. Uh, that's where servanthood comes in because there's some things money won't fix and, or money can't help. Um, and uh, that's where servanthood really comes in mm-hmm. because uh, what you can do is you can always serve. Yes, you can. You know, for those people who can't write a check or unable to write a check or a check isn't necessary, they need helping hands yeah. or they need someone uh, to pray for them. And uh, so those are those are the gears that really turn the Armandaris family. That's good. I like that. I Pastor, like it. Pastor Leif also said something very similar from stage. He said, sometimes your presence is the present. Yes. Yeah. yeah, just just being there. Yeah. And, and I think as uh, I think as men, there are times that we don't need anybody to talk to us. Mm-hmm. We just need them in the room. 
Yeah. And and we will we'll even get into that a little bit more uh, as far as that closeness and that intimacy uh, that allows you to kind of be in a room and not have to say a word, you know. And sometimes it's because, well, we, you know, each one of us have a controller in our hand and we're playing mm-hmm. uh, or uh, we're watching something. Uh, but there are times when it's just quiet. Just took a road trip with my son and our next door neighbor who's been our neighbor for over 20 years now. And um, we ran up to Oklahoma. So we took a little road trip, three hours, one way, three hours back. Uh, and um, there were gaps in there where we didn't speak for 20 minutes. Nobody spoke. And it, was it wasn't because, you know, Andrew was asleep in the back seat or, you know, uh, somebody was on their phone. It's just because we are so comfortable with each other. Yeah. It, w- it was cool just to be in that space and you could feel that connectedness, mm. you know. Uh, so it's, uh, it's kind of a neat thing. Nice. So, again, I kind of touched on it earlier. Um, the reason I wanted to have you on was because of this, the, I guess, the, the little corner of the box that, that this particular soul tie uh, is relative to me and wanting to learn more about it and wanting to put it out in the world. And that's the sexual uh, premarital sex soul ties that can occur. And I, I did my best to uh, explain it to my kids, but uh, when it was when you explained it a couple of years ago on stage, and and the uh, example you used with two pieces of construction paper, and I, I went home and tried to do that as well, but it didn't quite. I didn't let it dry enough, as, you know. Anyway, it was just it was kind of funny. But I was hoping that um, you know my kids listen to this particular podcast and kind of get you know where we're going with this uh, this this little part. And then, uh, you know, as I found out, and we had a discussion this week, that there's more to it. It's not just that. There's a lot more. And as I did a little bit of studying, I found out there was multiple types of, of soul ties. So mm-hmm. could you uh, kind of give us uh, – oh, wait, I have got ahead of ourselves. Oh, yeah. The beauty about this podcast is I can go back and edit this part and move it to the end. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but I think there was something else you wanted to share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's go with the quick hits because I found this to be a little fun. Um, I put in here the uh, your favorite book in the Bible. It didn't have to be a Bible book, but just out of yeah. curiosity. Uh, I like the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and it's really because of the parables. Mm-hmm. They're stories. Mm-hmm. And when, you re- when I read a parable, there's always a different nugget. And there's some subtleties to them, and you always don't understand them right off the bat. You go, oh, what was Jesus talking about here? Mm-hmm. Or what was the, the, the meaning behind that story? And it for me, it causes me to want to meditate on that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, um, uh, it's the very first books of the Bible that I jumped into when I really found my faith and really discovered it and, and hung out there for a little while. Um, and uh, so those are, the, those are the favorite books. Those are my go-tos. Gotcha. Yeah, those are my go-tos. Person who you most associate with as yourself in the Bible or, you know, that you can say, hey, this is me. Um, you know, that, that's kind of a humbling question just because you say, okay, how can I associate myself with these, with these men mm-hmm. uh, and women in the Bible uh, that, uh, you know, they made the Bible, right? They mm-hmm. made the book. So, and they had letters written about them. Um, but when I think about it, and it kind of, kind of ties back to our core values, I think of Timothy. Uh, and, um, you know, Timothy served Paul and uh, Paul was a spiritual leader. And what occurred was that Paul really helped because of Timothy's servanthood, uh, really helped Timothy get set up for success later in his life. And um, I kind of liken myself to that. Uh, I, I liken myself more to the, uh, to the wingman 
or I liken myself to the uh, uh, to the second fiddle, not the first fiddle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't want to drive the melody. I want to make sure there's harmony. And so really working with those with those others kind of in line. So I uh, I see myself as that second person who is really the servant who gets to come alongside someone. So that's another reason why I asked him on is because he's smart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I love that. That uh, uh, so. Um, who are you, who are you most, uh, most underrated story in the Bible? Uh, it's, uh, uh, and it's told because it's a parable, but it's the, uh, the faith of the four. Now, I, I had learned and first heard about the faith of the four in the parable where Jesus heals the paralytic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so many people miss that in terms of how the paralytic got in front of Jesus. He had friends who dug a hole through the roof of a home. Jesus was work, doing his work where he does his work the best. You know, had a, he had a, had a home group meeting and uh, in Capernaum, right? He had, he had a home group. A home group. Yeah, yeah, Jesus had a home group. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's where he did some of his best work, right? Um, so they dig a hole through the roof and lower this man down on his mat. And, and just knowing that Jesus could go ahead and heal him. And Jesus healed him. But the subtlety in this parable that a lot of people miss is they go, well, that's wonderful. Jesus had you know, an understanding, had compassion for this man. It wasn't necessarily the man's faith that healed him. It was mm-hmm. the faith of his friends. Yeah. And it's so subtle because, you are, because of their faith, you're healed. Mm-hmm. And you can skip past that really quick just in reading it and getting, trying to get to the meat of the meaning of the end where you'll miss it wasn't his faith. And nowhere in that parable is there a thank you, an amen, or a, uh, uh, any acknowledgement other than the fact that the man does pick up his mat and the man does walk out. And he is the miracle, but he's the miracle because of his friends. Mm. And, and um, you know, that... That I see that so many people just miss that, and there's always kind of that. Oh, I I, I never caught that. Yeah, I don't well, know if you heard that with me, but I just went. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's because of their faith, and then that ties back into nobody does anything alone, and uh, you know when you can have faith for someone else, that 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 is evidence right there. That particular parable is evidence that you can be believing for someone, and even when they're weak and when they don't believe. You can believe for them, and uh, and God will just honor that. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, person who most influenced you in your walk with the God, um, Walt Biedla. Uh Walt. Uh, so I met Walt in the uh, in the early nineties, and um, uh, at the time he was a, I was single at the time. Uh, he, w- he and his wife were singles pastors in the church that we were going to, and I was never really interested in a singles group um, mm-hmm. uh, because during that time, I wasn't uh, a 20-something. I was an early 30-something. Okay. And um, being single, so what I wasn't looking for, and I had the stereotypical kind of a view that a singles group is a lonely hearts club. And I wasn't looking for a Lonely Hearts Club. Scotty, Scotty had it going on. Didn't need that. You Spotted know, because I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, did, I didn't want a Lonely Hearts Club. Nothing could have been further from the truth. And it was really Walt, who uh, Walt and his wife April, who helped me to really discover my faith. Uh, Walt was uh, really just a couple years older than I was, so there was this older brother kind of relationship that I had, and uh, with him, and. Um, Walt was my first real friend that I ever had who was involved in, in, in full-time ministry. 
and I really got to see kind of the behind the scenes of ministry and understand just the work that's involved. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were involved with not only he and April, but their two boys. And uh, Walt married, was the one who performed the service and married uh, Gwen and I. And, uh, and then we became close, dear friends after that. We traveled together on vacation. And um, uh, it was just a really neat relationship. And, um, you know, if I think back on it, it was God, I mean, it was Walt who made these mysteries of the Bible, right? And mm-hmm. understand and understanding my faith and realizing it's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's who you become. And that's what drives things that I just will do or won't do. Yeah. Uh, it was Walt that helped me to understand that and, and made that real for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Love, love Walt. So going back to oh, why we came here today, uh, I don't know why I was, but I was, this year has been the cart before the horse. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's been the cart above the horse. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Yeah. As long as you got a cart and a horse, you got something to work with. Yeah. something to work with. So um, describing why we were here earlier, uh, I, wanted my, I was hoping my kids would listen and get, and get something out of this because of the way that you explained it the first time. I thought it was very well done. But now that I know that it's not just a piece of it, but what kind of soul ties are there? Well, um, you know, to really understand or to, or to, to, to kind of jump off with the discussion of soul ties, um, we've got we've to make sure that we apply some understanding to it and kind of frame it. You know, we can say soul ties, and I've heard the, uh, the terminology before or the word used that there's Christianese, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes as Christians we'll speak in Christianese, and, um, and I think for some people that kind of confuses them. For some, it kind of intimidates them going, okay, there's a vernacular, there's a lingo that's being used that I'm really not familiar with, so I feel a little uncomfortable, so I'm not going to say anything. And I don't, and there's just this natural, I don't want to look foolish, I don't want to look bad, uh, because if I ask, well, what is that, you know? Um, so uh, really fr- kind of framing that. Uh, uh, soul tie is really an emotional connection. It is, um, you know, we are... Uh, uh, we're the body, we're the soul, we're the spirit. That's how, that's how we're wonderfully made. And uh, the soul tie is, um, uh, is that emotional connection that you have that um, drives your behavior, drives your thought processes, and can be a positive or can be a negative in your life. But it is a constant that, like anything else, uh, if, if you can liken it to uh, a, a soul tie being a rope that is from a ship to the dock, mm-hmm. then you're always checking those ropes. The tenders are always checking, the ship hand, shipmates are always checking those ropes just to make sure that they're tied well. And if there is a problem, they untie it so that the ship can go ahead and move. Uh, and the ship can't leave the dock without you releasing some of those ties and releasing all those ties. And so a soul tie is very much that connection that you have with a person or a place or an event that is driving a particular behavior. And uh, like I said, they can be positive or they can be negative. What type of soul ties are there? Um... When talking about soul ties, and Scott alluded to this earlier with his, uh, with his kiddos, uh, the most common ones are that, that, we, that we speak about and that are, are taught um, through different kinds of courses and studies are really um, uh, centered around sex. 
and uh, uh, and most specifically, the um, uh, having sex before marriage, premarital sex, um, and that's that's the obvious emotional connection. So that is definitely a kind of soul tie, and 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 that can be positive or negative. Um, but there are other kinds of soul ties that are there that, uh, although intimacy exists, there is no physical. Uh, intimacy. Mm-hmm. And um, um, like I talked about, being able to be quiet in a room with someone who you're really close to and really be able to enjoy that. Having kind of a, a modern day bromance, if you will, if you let me say it that way. Um, and you're having that closeness with that best friend. Um, that also is a soul tie because it does drive your behavior. And, um, um, you know, our, uh, our pastor, Keith will talk about his 35, 36, 37 year relationship that he has with his friend Scott and how he would drive um, from well south of the metro of Dallas all the way to, uh, you know, 40 miles, 50 miles north of Dallas after traveling for a week to be able to visit his friend. And they would hang out and watch movies and talk about life and just be able to have that connection. Um, And that in and of itself, that is a soul tie. Now, that's a great example of a positive soul tie. Um, you would, you could have them with family, and uh, and they can be negative or positive. So, you know, it's that oh, I've missed you, but I've missed you, but I feel like we pick right back up from where we left off. Yeah, it's because you are picking back up from where you left off because of the deep intimacy and that connection that's there. What's the first soul tie that you think? we as humans end up building probably that connection to uh family uh uh that you know it's i've heard it referred to before with uh with infants that there's this imprinting Mm -hmm. that takes place um that is a connection you know and if you just think about um you know the eyes uh, uh uh allow you to kind of look into someone's soul if you look into their eyes um you know, that just, just the term soul, um, you know, what's, what's deep down inside of you? Uh, that soul is your, is your foundation, yeah. you know. And, um, and, and when we talk about the soul, um, you know, we, we, we talk about the spirit going, oh, you're, you know, you've got this uh, exciting spirit, right? You just bring this excitement. But yet when we talk about the soul, we talk about, oh, that's, oh, they've got a kind and a gentle soul. It's their fiber. It's their being. Of, of who they are. And, and I think some of the earliest connections are uh, really driven uh, uh, during your infancy uh, uh, of, that, of that connection, of that tie to, uh, to a parent or to a caregiver. Are there any... So we always say soul ties seem to be very negative, the connotation, I think, mm-hmm. being tied out. Is there another way to word it that maybe sounds... I don't want to say more modern, but yeah, uh, well, that defines it better. Yes. You know, and it's like I, like I spoke about earlier, as far as, you know, the Christianese, the soul doing a soul tie is, and using those, using the term soul tie is generally found when there is teaching uh, about, Oh, you don't want to do this. That's why there's a negative right. to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet we, and it's not that the, the negative is the, is the, is the term soul. It's more, the tie, mm. right? Because you're that associates it with being bound, 
now you're bound and now you're restricted now you can't move now you're in a in a position where you don't have a choice and that's where the negativity comes in and then so then we say oh it's going to be you know you 13, 14 year old sitting out there in the audience, it's going to be tough. You know, you got to watch out. The world is a is, is a is a horrible place, and evil things can happen. And you don't want something tied to your soul mm. that all of a sudden you have to drag along with you. And it's it is almost there's this pending jeopardy. There's this pending doom that's out there, and that's why there's this negative connotation that's put around it. So to kind of you know, to say maybe a little bit more modernized or something that's a, a bit more uh, tangible is really those emotional connections. Okay. Those emotional connections that are there. Um, and whether there is uh, some physicality that, in, that involved that connection, the, the tie itself is the emotional connection that you have to that. And, and then is that healthy? Is it not healthy? Uh, is it driving... Uh, positive behavior or destructive behavior. And that is really um, looking in terms of the emotional connection that you have there. That is really kind of the best way to, um, to use the term soul tie in a way that can apply to all different aspects. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like almost like a soul tie could be like a trigger Mm -hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear a certain word or you see a specific action and that makes you feel a certain way to re- and react a certain way. Right. Okay. Right. And um, um, I think trigger, you know, Alan, I think trigger is a, is a good term because yeah. um, uh, something that is triggered can be positive or negative. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the trigger is just the mechanism that puts it into play. That puts it into action. It's the opening of the gate is the trigger, right? What comes running out of that gate? Now, that's the behavior or that's the thought process. And that is driven by our previous experiences and how we look at that and where we prioritize that, you know. And and I see where that comes up even in my own life. I see where it comes up so often is where... um, uh, you know, I used to, and, and this is kind of going back just a little bit, but uh, for many years I was a, uh, uh, a smoker. And I don't have any, you know, I'm not going to give a health talk on the positives or the negatives of smoking. Uh, there's not really any positives, but uh, about the, you know, the dangers of smoking. You look cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why I started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I started because it was a, a cool thing. I went to, uh, uh, to the, I was going to school at the Marine Academy and, uh, you know, it was a cool thing. We called cigarettes butts. So, you know, hang out in the butt room with all the cool guys, yeah. you know, and that's when it started. And, um, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, so I was a, a, a cigarette smoker and there are still these triggers that happen that when I'm around someone or smell one, you know, you, uh, I, I, I get these thought processes and it's not a craving. It's not a wishing, but uh, you get around others who go, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to smoke and they start yeah. to glorify this previous behavior that they had. And um, that's when you know you're not really kind of over it you still have a little tie that's there you know when you start to glorify these things mm. and and when you're in a group of people and then you start to one-up each other yeah. you know i used to smoke three cigarettes a day i used to smoke a pack a day i used to smoke a carton a day you know it's this one-upmanship that is something that to brag about <laughs> yes yeah, something to brag about yeah <laughs> what do you uh, think are the, some uh 
flags some signs of positive and or negative uh, soul ties? Um, some of the signs, and we'll start off with some of the negatives first. Uh, commitment issues. When you And commitment issues can be associated with commitment to another person. But it's uh, commitments to time, uh, commitments to finishing a project, commitments to starting a project. You know, there's some kind of tie that is there that's driving that. Um, unforgiveness. When you've got unforgiveness in your heart and you have to really search down in there, um, uh, unforgiveness is one of, the, one of the signs. When you cannot go ahead and get past something, um, you've got to check, well, am I tied? Am, is there a connection that's there that I, cannot, uh, uh, that I can't get past? Um, fear of acceptance by others is, is, is another real, real signal that you've got to take a look or, or, or triggered easily and you're quick to become angry over something. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that anger comes out as a strong opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and people will, people will kind, of, uh, kind of gloss it over, kind of smooth it out to say, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not angry, I'm just passionate about that subject right yeah i know i'm just passionate (laughs) yeah and and, and it's like well you know that's a spin because 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 the fact of the matter is down inside someplace you're you're frustrated you're angry and uh and having those deep anger issues that get triggered so quickly that's where you kind of and we've all we've all have a friend or or a relative or someone that we're close to that you kind of go whoa whoa where did that come from Mm -hmm. you know I, i didn't mean that at all I mean, you took that and, man, you ran, and I meant to go to the left, and you ran to the right, you know? Uh, um, and, and we all see that. And that's where those are the kind of the warning signs, the blinking light on the dashboard that says, hey, I, I need to check something. And, and so many people don't check it because they don't know to check it. They're quick to dismiss it and say, ah, oh, it's just the way I am. Well, what's the, what is the best way to check those things? Uh, to have accountability with others. So they can, and, and, and to have that person who you're close to, who can speak to you to be able to say, hey man, that's, whenever we talk about this, that's not good, uh, you know, or you go there uh, and to have those others because we're in the midst of it, you know, uh, and, and we are really good and the older we get, the better we get at masking over things. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you put on this avatar. But we've got friends who see us in no other way, in a way that we can't see ourselves, yeah. right? And, uh, and that's why we take a look at pictures and go, oh, man, do I really look like that? You know? <laughs> well, it's because it's from a perspective that the, uh, you know, the camera doesn't lie. It's from a perspective that we cannot see ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so having, having those others around you who care for you, love you enough to be able to say, hey, is that something we've got to deal with? You know, why are you like that? It's an interesting thought there. Uh, when we look at a picture of ourselves, it's a different perspective than how we see our, you know, going through life. Mm-hmm. And then the friends are there to be that picture for you or to describe that picture for you. I, that's, that was an interesting thought. Yeah. You know, and so that's the negative side. Positives um, is when you desire to be with someone. And to clarify that, because we're talking about so ties, that desire isn't necessarily a physical, an intimacy desire mm-hmm. to, to be, in quotes, with someone. It is to want to be around them. That kind of, man, I just feel good when I'm around you, yeah. or I feel better. 
uh, you know, the, uh, the Jerry Maguire quote, quote, you complete me, you know, th- those are the positive aspects of, of having that best friend, of having that person you haven't seen in a long time and you pick back, back up from the, where the last time you saw each other, having that kind of that desire to want to be together, um, uh, sharing, sharing intimacy, the soul tie, sharing intimacy with a spouse or with a friend, um, and again, not having to be physical, but, but somebody you can tell your secret to, somebody who you can tell your kind of crazy wild dream about, you know, uh, and, and, and know that you're not being judged, you know, uh, more, most often than not, the response will be, uh, yeah, I could see that. Wow, that would be exciting. Wow, yeah, yeah you, would, you would love doing that. You'd, you'd be great at that, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Um, other aspects are really, you know, when you find someone and this would happen, you know, and because we're on the anvil, we're talking about, you know, relationships with other men is um, when you're talking about, man, I, I like that guy. We're on the same page. We think just alike. Yeah. Well, that's the very beginnings of you uh, starting to have this intimacy with each other and really understanding each other. And that's where a positive relationship comes in. And that's where all of a sudden a soul tie could occur. It doesn't always occur, um, but um, all of us have somebody who we're super close to and who we've been close to for a long time, yeah. right? Now, whether that's a childhood friend or whether that is someone who you met um, in early adulthood who you're still close to, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's that kind of connection. That, that's, when you can, that's when you can say, man, there's something that's here. Yeah. You know, when you can say, hey, I'm... You call, and I'm dropping everything to be able to be there. That's where there's this positive soul tie that you have. You are connected with them. And, uh, and that's when you choose to see the best in someone, and you have ultimate forgiveness for them. Uh, and that's a great indicator. Can soul ties hamper our forward progress? Uh, they can hamper or they can help. More often than not, they hamper. Uh, and uh, so they absolutely can because there's something that causes you to behave in a way that doesn't move you forward or doesn't, doesn't produce fruit. There's some more Christianese right there. It doesn't produce fruit, right? <laughs> it doesn't produce, produce a positive result. Um, they can absolutely hamper you. Uh, they can keep you away from relationships because if you've got some unforgiveness, oh, no, I can't get close to Alan because the last time I was close to somebody who had Alan's kind of talent or Alan's background or Alan's height or Alan's youth. No, this is what happened. You know, so, no, I'm not going to do that. Missing everything that Alan has to be able to give, you know, uh, it's, uh, it can absolutely hamper you. And, and in some instances, it can st- just absolutely stun you where uh, you you start to walk, you start to go backwards because of it. And, and that's when you really know, that's when you need that friend around you to say, man, you know, every time we go to this place or every time we go do something, you don't want to go. You're happy to go anywhere else, but you just don't want to go there. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go listen to music with us, with this great band, you know, hmm. yeah, you never want to, but yet you'll go camping and you'll go do this or you'll go come help us help a buddy move. But yeah, when we go listen to music, you know, and we'll gloss it over. Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm not a music guy. or I'm not alive where really there's something else that's there. Maybe it's the venue. Maybe it's the activities that are taking place. Maybe it's a thought process where you go because of that. And that's something you have to get over. And you would say, well, how is that tied to my how is that tied to my soul? It's driving your behavior. 
Mm. Right? It's in your operating system. And when you boot up, that's all of a sudden there and you don't realize it. How can you work or how can you get break the ties? Um, first you gotta understand that there is a tie, right? You gotta understand that there is. And um, and, not, and, and again, not all ties are bad, but there's some that you've just got to get past that are, that are hampering you. So when you go ahead and take a look at those things, you've got to really, you know, as far as, as, far as being able to break them, um, you, really, you really need to go ahead and, and, and first pray about it, recognize it. Um, you have to acknowledge it uh, and realize that it's there. And then you have to go through a process of forgiveness and most often than not it's not forgiving someone although that's very involved in it it's forgiving yourself because it's that self-talk so how do you break it you got to recognize it you got to first know that it's there right then you really do have to get over the aspect of forgive of forgiving yourself for it for whatever that is and realize, uh, don't let that thing define you. Because the deepest soul ties, the deepest emotional connections, define people, and they allow people allow themselves to be defined by them. I'm just that, or I did that, or I experienced that. Therefore, I am that. No. No, in some instances, it's made you who you are today, but um, it's not helping you to move forward. It's not, it's not producing energy. It's demanding energy, and it's holding you back. So uh, breaking them is, and, and you don't break them by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because to be able to recognize them, sometimes you don't recognize them, others recognize them. And it's always that question, bro, what's going on with you? Yeah, I mean, tell me what the deal is. And then that's kind of the, the trailhead to having it all start to come out. And, and you've got that other person that's there supporting you because you've hung on to that for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. And a long time could be you've hung on to it for a year. You've hung on to it for a decade. You've hung on to it for multiple decades. So like holding a grudge. Holding a grudge. Yeah. Yeah. What does it do? Just using the it yeah, takes up time and space. It takes up time and space and energy. Yeah, it it, it does. And, or um, and because they're they're the most common, commonly talked about kind of soul ties. Um, uh, you know, having having a lifestyle before you get married of having multiple partners. You know, then all of a sudden you get this kind of attitude. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all that. I'm I'm this. And, and that's what's important in a relationship. So if I can't have a relationship that has that, then, you know, uh, then it's the relationship isn't worth having. And that's not a, a, a that's not a condemnation. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, before really discovering my faith, that was a lifestyle I lived. But I had to confess those things. And um, and I did that openly. And, and it was even before I truly understood about soul ties. And it was Walt who really helped me to understand the aspect of these emotional connections. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Gwen and I have had the relationship early on 
where we could just share with each other and, and share openly. And they weren't things that were associated along with shame. Yeah. Because it's, as we were talking about them, we were both sitting there at the same table, right? And it's those things that got us there. And what it helped us to realize was that not only can we drop this stuff here, but what we're picking up, we're picking up together mm-hmm. and moving forward together. So it, uh, um, it was really powerful. It was really, really powerful. How can you reinforce good soul ties? By, by recognizing them and sharing them and, and uh, having the other person really understand the connection that, that you have. And it's the, it's, the, uh, it's the results that come from them. You know, um, we'll use the example of really having that, uh, that close, close friend that you're really tied to that you do anything for. I've got a, I've got a lot of acquaintances. I've got, uh, uh, I'm fortunate to have a number of friends, and then it's a much shorter list to say who are my very best ones, yeah. right? Who are my very best ones? And it's, uh, and that's the kind of, um, and it's not that, not that you don't want to help people, but it's the kind of, you know, three in the morning. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and it's it's more than yeah, three in the morning. You're at the ER. I'm on my way. That's the physical act. The I'm on my way, I'm rescheduling my entire day, and I'm staying there. But at first, I'm running by your house and picking these things up and making sure your life stays on track. So I'm going to put mine on hold. Um, it's the act of that and living that out that others see. And that's how you, in turn, reinforce that, where you've got such a deep connection with someone that uh, you would just do anything for them that to, to be able to help them because you really their best is what you want because in turn it makes you better that's where the connection comes in and that's where the tie is we're getting close to that time but i did want to make sure that we cover just for my for my kids sake sure <laughs> i want to make sure that we do cover on why uh, premarital sex soul ties are a bad thing and how they happen and kind of the demonstration that you gave on stage a couple of years ago about the two pieces of uh, paper that were glued together. If you can just run through that. And... Um, it, it works much better, you know, when you can see it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but I think um, uh, I'll use a little bit different example. Um, uh, w- try to get a sticker off of, you get a new laptop and, and, and there's all these advertising uh, application uh, app, uh, appliques and stickers that are on it, right? Talking about the brand and talking about the special little features that you paid an extra hundred bucks for, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They're all on there. Well, when you try to peel them off, there's always a little bit of residue that's left, right? And you find yourself having to kind of scrub a little bit, you know. And then you go, oh well, I don't want to damage the device, so I need to kind of scrub it the right way, or I need to be gentle. I just can't be frustrated with it and try to get all this off. And you try several different ways. And even if you sometimes have to say, hey, you know, you ask a friend, hey, do you have a good idea on how I can get this stuff off? Right. So using that as an analogy, um, the 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 applicate the uh, the sticker and the and the laptop example really is an example of how a relationship can be with someone who you have intimacy with or that you are intimate with before you're ready to be intimate 
or before you're ready for that level of commitment, right? Um, having sex in marriage is completely different than having sex before marriage. And um, whether it's, uh, you know, right or wrong, I've experienced both. So uh, and I'm not advocating that you experience both, but I, uh, because of living a lifestyle before really finding my faith, um, I live both of those. And um, that's why the confession was so important with Gwen, because it, it hampered me from move, being able to move forward. And I, I didn't realize that. I was told that. And I didn't realize it. Once you go through that journey, you want to sh- you want to share that with others so that they realize it. So conversations with my kiddos that I have, and and uh, now I have a son who's uh, who's twenty and a daughter who's eighteen. The um, the discussion about having premarital sex is not something that we kind of skirt around. We have talked about it really directly and frankly, and. Um, and it's not coming from a standpoint of, hey, you're going to hell if you do that, right? That's the, you know, you'll shoot your eye out, you know, right, right. <laughs> kind of a thing. And, and, and that doesn't work because, you know, uh, Ralphie, who, although he was going to shoot his eye out and almost did, still wanted the Red Rider BB gun, right? right, right. And, and still fired the Red Rider BB gun, right? Still wanted that because now, it was, now our nature is like, oh, there's... You know, you don't want me to go there, and you tell me it's a big do or don't. So, what's behind there? Seldom do people say, "Oh, okay, all I need is the warning." Thanks, I'm not going there. It can't be the the, the curiosity and a system. What's really there, right? So, having that discussion with uh, uh, with our kids was really really upfront and straight, and just letting them know that there is a level of intimacy that takes place there's a level of connection that takes place that you won't share with anyone else and it doesn't stop and we're not talking about loss of virginity we're talking about loss of a little bit of yourself mm-hmm. that's that's there yeah and um and it affects the it, it affects the genders sometime exactly the same and another aspect it, it affects the genders uh in, in a very in a very deep and different way because of what our society says, right? right? Our society says a certain thing about women versus a certain thing about men. <laughs> and, and then that gets amplified through our societal aspects of television and of books and of music. And all of a sudden, well, that's just how I roll, you know? Yeah. And sure, I mean, you just take a look at, uh, you know, uh, at, at a beer commercial and I'm... And, you know, alcohol for, for me, alcohol isn't a heaven or hell issue, but you take a look at a beer commercial and you go, really, is that holding that beer in that place is going to get all these people looking at me? (laughs) 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 That's the advertiser telling you, right? Yeah. That no, you you just need one of these in your hand. Matter of fact, the advertisers even tell you to drink it. You know, they don't talk about the taste. They don't talk about anything. They just talk about how cool you are. You know, kind of like me back in the day when I was 17, hanging out in the butt room with those guys. You know, uh, um, it, it's just being, it's about being cool. You so know, you mentioned that the, your, your lifestyle before meeting Gwen um, hampered you in being able to move forward. Can you give us any examples on how that kept you from being able to move forward? The ability to commit. Yeah. And um, uh, one, being hurt. 
right? Because uh, I was previously married. And um, so one, being hurt there. Uh, number two, the inability to commit. And it's not a matter of committing into a deeper relationship. It's committing into showing up. Mm. Committing, in, you know, because no, 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 I'm... I'm it's this inherent, and you don't realize it when you're in the midst of it. You only realize it when you're past it. Yeah. Um, of, um, of being scared, or of being hurt, not being able to really make a connection with someone and be able to enjoy them for who they are. Uh, and then, um, and probably the deepest one, as far as, you know, before meeting Gwen and 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 having those things are, um, is the lifestyle, the the ancillary things that those soul ties led me down, you know, thinking, well, no, I'm not going to go ahead and commit. And wow, now I kind of know why I'm not committing and I don't want to think about that. So I'm going to go to this place that doesn't allow me to think about those things or that keeps me occupied night thinking about those. And, uh, it's those ancillary things, you know, I'm, I'm in healthcare. So we talk about the comorbidities, not just the fact that I've got, you know, challenges with my, uh, with my cardiovascular system, but I also have diabetes on top of that. And I also have arthritis on top of that. It's mm-hmm. these, these co-conditions that impact you. And, and soul ties are ideal at doing that. Mm. You know, they want these running buddies. The negative soul ties want these running buddies that they can go ahead and deal, you know, to, to beat you up and to hold you back. Just like the positive ties have got these running buddies of, of joy and of happiness and of, of generosity and of giving of yourself. So uh, it, it swings both ways, you know, and, and I would say that that is what's, that's what's most key for people to remember about soul ties is they are not, they are not exclusively negative. Um, uh, and, oh, we've just got we've to break those off of our soul. And there'll be some people say, oh, there should be nothing tied to your soul because, uh, because of the atonement of Jesus on the cross, your soul is tied to him. And that's why we're assured of this freedom and this future in heaven. Um, that is one aspect of it. But the fact of the matter is you've got other, for me, there are other things that are tied to my soul that drive my behavior. Uh, and one of them will be a little bit later on today where I'll go see one of my very well, my dearest, my best friend, he is best man in my wedding and, and uh, would do anything for him. Um, and uh, uh, Sunday is his birthday. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll go over there today and, and we'll celebrate that, you know, and he'll be one of those, ah, no, no, it's no big deal. But the fact of the matter is um, uh, somewhere along the line in the conversation, I'll realize that not all these friends that he has don't even realize that it's his birthday. You know, and that's kind of an important, an important thing to him. And uh, so it's important to me because I'm not much of a birthday guy, but uh, for me, but uh, I know it's important for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that brings me happiness. Other than your wife and your family, do you have a really, well, it sounded like he was a pretty strong soul tie. Um, so I guess that answered that question. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're going to say, are there others that I have yeah. it with? And, and yes, um, and, and I would say they're, uh, they're soul connections. They're an emotional connection. We'll use it that way. There's an emotional connection um, uh, to uh, people who I've spent a lot of time with. Um, and um, so, yeah, there are others. I, I would say to some degree um, the partners in the business that we started five years ago 
there is a connection that we have and I want the very best for them. And, and it's not because, and the reason we all came together was because we all had a connection. Yeah. It wasn't a transactional reason that we came together. We really understood that uh, we could transform and create something that uh, uh, that would happen only if we were together and doing it together because each one of us are a little different spice in the stew. And it, um, uh, and I would say that there are soul ties that are there with, with some of my partners, not all of my partners, because some of them, it's a, it's a, it's a transactional commitment. I throw in a little bit, you throw in a little bit and we'll get this thing started. And at the end you get a little bit plus out and I get a little bit plus out. Um, but with other, with other partners, it's, uh, it, it's not about the, um, the benefits that can come from growing a business. Yeah. It, it really is about uh, what we're doing together, and we get to do this together uh, through this part of our lives. We're at an hour. Man. <laughs> wow. We're at Man. We're wow, we're at, wow, we're at an hour. We're at an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we try to keep this to 45 minutes. Yeah. It's not been working out where well, but it's trying to be intentional with uh, you know, a respectful time. Uh, we do want you all to listen all, you know, for the whole time. But, uh, yeah, sitting at an hour. Um, Alan, do we have announcements this week? Announcements this week. Uh, I mean, if anything, I think we're going to try and maybe have, like, a little recap episode um, with just maybe some clips of favorite moments that Scott and I have uh, with our guests over the past 13 weeks, 13 weeks. It doesn't feel like 13 no, weeks. No, it does That's awesome. But... Uh, yeah, maybe some clips like that. Uh, we've also, Scott and I have also, we're, we're, we've kind of toyed with the idea of maybe having a woman's takeover and having uh, some women on the podcast, uh, meaning we'll just run the equipment and ladies will, you know, discuss and talk with each other, mm-hmm. I think. Because I, I, I know that there are, are women that listen to the podcast and I, and I don't, it is a men's podcast, yes. But at the same time, I know that there are women that listen and they have opinions as well. And we'd like to have someone to share. We've hey. got, yeah, we've got planning to do. Yes. I know that. Um, yeah. So we've got a lot of a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I've learned about Scott is how it's not regimented, uh, but how organized you are and that you follow that and one of the things you said is you appreciate hey this is like six weeks out that you are asking me to do this and i've got time and that you appreciated that i have fallen behind and we we've got to get our it's we i planned it and then it's uh we got to get we got to get things put back together well it's incubating yes what's it yeah right now it's incubating it's just it's marinating it's incubating you know and and i mean that's actually an aspect of your mind you know, of this, of, of incubation is kind of like, gosh, what was that? I, ca- I can't remember. Well, what your mind is doing, it's going through all these files mm-hmm. and it pulls one up. Oh no, that's not it. And it pulls an, Oh, that's not it. Right. And, and all of a sudden and it happens right before you go to bed or it happens in the middle of, a, of something you go. Now I remember, yeah. well, it's your mind has been working all this time. Right. I, I do something similar. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I appreciated having that, you know, that, that extra lead time is so that I could incubate. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. Yeah. Oh, I think it's absolutely important. Tradition we have here is uh, having our guests pray us out. So, Scott, if you would do this, the honor. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, 
Father God, we just first off, we just welcome you here, and we just praise you and thank you for wanting to spend time with us. Uh, uh, know that we love you more than more than we can express, and we just so uh, appreciate and so desire to have you in our lives, and uh, and to work always and diligently on our behalf. Father, I just ask that you. Everyone who's able to hear this podcast, Father, whether it is uh, just a day or two after it gets, uh, it gets published or whether it's years after it gets published, I hope they're blessed by this, Father. And speak through this recording to them so that they can go ahead and get to know you more, get to understand themselves more, and to realize that you love them unconditionally. Father, for my dear friends Alan and my friend Scott, Father, I just ask that you continue to keep your hand on them. We're 13 weeks in, and this is just the very beginning, Father. Give them ideas. Give them creativity. Let them, let them have ideas that will just transform people's lives. Mm-hmm. And take this show and take this ministry that they have and spread it across the world. Uh, you've created a way that we can have instant and immediate connection with people. Father, help Scott and Alan to use this as a tool, Father, to further the desires of their heart, which is to spread the good news about Jesus. Father, we love you, and we thank you for all the blessings that you put upon us and for watching over us and for loving us. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.